This is episode 208 of How About That Cigar, recorded live at the Corona Cigar Studio. We have Enrique Cejas on the show to talk about Matilde cigars and some other industry topics. Please take a minute to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 208. 208. I know, crazy. 208 of How About That Cigar Live. I was trying to think of another number that's like some, you know, big time thing that's like synonymous with 208. I got nothing. I got 308, but nothing for 208. <laughs> Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching live on Facebook and live on YouTube. If you would, please take just a second, share us out with your favorite Facebook cigar groups. Let everybody know we're live. And of course, share in the comments with us. Let us know what you're smoking. Let us know what you're drinking along with us on the show this evening. We have a fantastic special guest coming up in just a moment. Um, and here in the Corona Cigar Studios, the door is open. It is a beautiful evening, 74 degrees, 78 degrees, something like that. Something like that, about 75% humidity, a little yeah. sticky, some flies flying around. But yeah, we're we got good. We're flies. Good. Yeah, the farm down the road, we get a lot of flies here, but, it, you know, it's all good. Beautiful night. Um, finally, we got some rain um, cooking, so yep. we're not, you know, my, my, my grass is sort of looking like grass again. Is it for the most part? Must I mean, nice. it's greenish. Yeah, you you enjoy that green grass. It's greenish. You know, yeah. I'm not going to roll it as, or smoke it or anything like that. But you know, it's it's green grass. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Minnesota Twins are actually doing pretty don't, well coming out of the All Star break. I don't. I'm well, not going to challenge it. Don't get your hopes up though. Please. What are you doing? I know, I know. Yeah. It's, well, doing? I'm I'm just saying they're 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 doing okay coming out of the All Star break. I know. It's not like we've played any, you know, smoking teams. Smoking teams. We yeah. played the A's and then we played the White Sox, and we're in first place in the worst division in baseball. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's okay though. We're we're in first place by three games. Um, but yeah, the. I, the thing that is, I still am trying to wrap my head around is the fact that Baltimore is in first place in the AL East. Yeah. And the Yankees are second from the bottom. And sadly, the Red Sox are at the bottom. But I, how it's such a shift. But both of those teams deserve to be there for a little bit, I think. For a little bit. <laughs> just to, I, I don't know. Just I to don't bring some humility back to that fan base maybe i don't know but the the fact that there was such a shift i mean baltimore was kind of the laughing stock of major league baseball for for a few years yeah and you know there they are in first place in the al east it doesn't make sense to me but there they are and i would hope that for a team like the detroit lions if they weren't in our division yeah you know yeah I, i really would love to see the detroit lions at some point you know 
uh, dominate, have a dominant season just because I think they're well, one of the ones that one of the OG teams that has not even been to the Super Bowl. I think they this if they blow it this year, then it's it's their own fault because they are poised to be they are the best team in, in the, the NFC, NFC North, North this year. Agreed. Speaking of NFL and training camps are underway now. Yeah. Um there's a little incident with one of the yeah. Viking Viking players. Um what was that? Our rookie wide receiver. You know, we signed him. He got a he got a fair contract. Um good good healthy contract and he went out and got pulled over the other night doing 140 and a 55. Oh, is that fast? He said he was having his dog was having a medical emergency. Was the dog in the car with him? Yeah. And it was a what kind of car was it again? It was a Lamborghini Urus. Oh, Lamborghini. Yeah. And the and the dog was having a medical emergency. Correct. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Service dog? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Emotional support dog. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get it politically correct. I'm Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, service dogs are different. Service oh. dogs and emotional support dogs are different. Correct. Well, you're, yeah. How about that cigar? You learn all kinds of things. Well, yeah. I mean, how you know? How about that emotional support dog? Yeah. There you go. Um. It's. Well, I mean, uh, hopefully, for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you know, at least it wasn't shouldn't... a DUI. It wasn't a DUI. And he, it's you know... still reckless endangerment. So, but I got to be honest though, if, if, and he's what, 22, uh, uh, 21. Yeah. So if I was, when I, back when I was 21, if I would have gotten my hands on a Lamborghini, I'd be dead. Oh my. I would, I would, <laughs> it wouldn't even, yeah, yeah. I, so I can relate so much because, yeah. um, a, I was house sitting for a friend of the family and in the garage, <clears throat> they had so Mazda for one year put out this uh souped up um inline six Miata. Okay. That car was stupid. How did they fit that engine in? I don't Miata? even know, man. That's messed up. You can fit in the car yourself once you got in, but you know. It's true. Um, I did get into some trouble. I mean, in that, that car, car, what's the like back when they cause they don't make those anymore, do they? They make the Miata. Do they still? Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. There's a whole like like uh, the base engine is like a three cylinder though. Isn't no, it's it? four. Oh, it's four. Okay. But, but it's a little, I mean, it's yeah, but there's a whole like, like club of people, like a huge Miata club. Club. Same thing with like the Celica. There's a club <clears> for everything. There is. There's a club for the Celica. There's a club for flat earthers. Llamas. Llamas. Um snails. Yeah. Oh. Um, there's a big community of, of sn and cr hermit and, crabs and don't forget about the autoerotic fixation yeah, yeah. they're well though yeah those clubs are very very exclusive though oh, okay um we'll have to ask skip if he can get us a membership mm -hmm. you know i mean i'm sure he'd say yes you know he'll well and i think enrique's got some connections to the flat earth society too so. oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that ask him that uh so guys it is time for our special event of the evening, our special guest. And as always on How About That Cigar Live, our special guests are brought to us 
by Drew Estate. And in the most recent Freestyle Live special edition, Drew Estate revealed the secret identity of the mystery cigar inside the latest Freestyle Live event pack. And that is the all-new Liga Pravada H99 Connecticut Corojo Papas Fritas. Liga Pravada H99 Connecticut Corojo Papas Fritas marries two of Drew Estate's most popular cigar concepts, their own exclusive hybrid H99 Connecticut Corojo wrapper leaf and the crowd-pleasing Papas Fritas Vitola. The all-new Liga Pravada H99 Connecticut Corojo Papas Fritas are available now exclusively at participating Drew Diplomat Program Partners. They are presented in 25-count boxes with an MSRP of $7.50 per cigar. For more information, please visit drewestate.com. I feel like you we, shortened it up a little bit because I didn't no, know the wrapper. Totally. Every, what, word for word. What is that again? Word for word. The, Which, the Liga Pravada H99 Connecticut Corojo Papas Fritas. Mm-hmm. Longest cigar name ever. Not actually. Uh, yeah. There are some crazy long cigar yeah, names out there. there. So that one actually doesn't even compete. But you, yeah. what you're saying is you can't wait till they release something else. So I can't wait till they release something else so okay. I can have a new read. Right, right. So I don't have to read that anymore. Okay. Absolutely. Got it. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please put your hands together and welcome along with us to episode 208 of How About That Cigar Live from Ooh, Matilda Cigars. Enrique Sejas. What is up? Welcome back. By the the way, Matt, you you have you have great lungs. I mean, you can read that without taking a breath. Amazing. I know. Oh yeah. The I mean the honestly, my lung my lung capacity is so much better now that I smoke premium cigars. That's of course. It's always gonna get better. Yeah. (laughs) Science checks out. Always. Yeah, I mean the 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 lung capacity is better when you when you smoke premium cigars and the earth is flat, right? Yes. And when you know when there's no gravity, like you know, playing the you know, it's just good buoyancy. I mean, that's right. I mean, your lungs are bound to, you know, yeah, be better. More better. Yeah. More pressure. Yeah. Gravity. So we don't we don't have all that pressure, There's you know, one, pushing yeah, down that way. Yeah. lungs. Yeah. But I like the pressure. You like the pressure. Justin likes yeah, the pressure. I like the pressure. But Do you sleep with a weighted blanket? I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you uh uh the address of a club that will, will give you some pressure. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. There's so I, many I directions yes. we could go with that. <laughs> yeah, so many directions. Is there? Uh, on the, does the door have one of those little slide open windows where somebody just peeks their eyes and, through? And is there a secret knock? Secret knock. Secret knock? And, and, and you can't talk because there's a kind of a ball. Like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, okay. That kind of club. Whoa! I've never been to one of those. Yeah. Yeah, you've never uh, been to one of those. You're just freaky shit. <laughs> All right. This is going to be one of those kind of shows, ladies and gentlemen. Get get your beverages and your cigars ready, uh, and and of course, because Enrique's on the show, this is the last pour from this beautiful bottle of Dominican rum that it, Garrett brought back for me. Ooh. So, um, the, my last pour of this beautiful Dominican rum that I'm going to enjoy this Salud. evening on the show. Salud. Salud. All right, Enrique, please let us know what are you smoking and drinking this evening. I am drinking a Rom Punta Cana, which is what I found. I actually uh, found in my cabinet today. I wasn't prepared until about five minutes ago when uh, Matt said, let me go get a drink. I'm like, oh, shit, I'll get a drink as well. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. But it's a beautiful rum. It's got a lot of sweetness to it, a nice complexity uh, with it. And I'm smoking uh, our first line, uh, which is uh, Matilde Renacer. Mm. Renacer is a vinyl wrapper, Dominican binder and Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. Beautiful, medium and strength, full in uh, body, 
beautiful sweetness to the cigar. It's uh, just a little bit in the, in the humidor, so it's got very, very smooth. Great cigar. Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Garrett, what do you have fired up? I am smoking the Matilda Oscura. All right, get that on the front camera there. Front camera switch. Yep. There we go. Ooh, look at that, that beautiful boy or girl. Is it a girl? Beautiful San Andrea Maduro wrapper. Yeah. Covered mm. by a Sumatran Ecuadorian mm. binder. Mm. With a Pennsylvania filler. Oh, touch that. Yeah. Show, show him mine real Show quick. him Justin's. I got one, too. <laughs> Justin is smoking. These the, are from a year ago, Adrela. too. These have about a year. The Quadrata. Yeah. That is beautiful. A2000 Seed Ecuador wrapper mm -hmm. with a lower binder from Dominican Republic and Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. Yes. Well, and right now on uh, in just a minute, I'm going to get this guy fired up here. And then ah, limited exposure. That's new. That's a Robusto. Yeah, you just you came know. out with that one. Yeah, you actually, it's not even shipped at yet. The, at the PC, shipping in a couple show. of weeks. Mm -hmm. That is correct. I'm very happy how that blend came out with so smooth, so Bro, creamy. So, you gave me a couple at the show, and uh, I smoked one last week. It's unbelievable. It's a banger. I mean, I mean, you would have smoked it at the show with a burnt palate, and it still would have a ton of flavor. That's sure. how good it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not mine. Trust me. I spent the whole I spend the whole show smoking those limited exposures. They're freaking amazing. I Very, can't wait to yeah, man. I can't but wait. I'm a little bit biased, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but no, you have to enjoy your own stuff. Hey, yeah, you do. So I am gonna get this cigar fired up right now on the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Toast, Toast Cam. When lighting your cigar. It is important to be patient and pay close attention to detail and focus on the tobacco. Like the words on the page? Yep. <laughs> yes. In the same read them, way. Read them clearly, please. <laughs> In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. <laughs> Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. Yes, please. There we go. I had coffee. I'm a little shaky. I don't know if you could tell from like the toast or from the showing the, the labels. What do you mean you had coffee? I had some coffee. You just had coffee? Like a, you can't drink coffee? Oh, I can. I drink coffee from. Well, you can obviously because you had some. But yeah. I mean, does it give you like a caffeine shakes or something? Like Usually, that? I don't get the shakes, but I'm feeling extra buzzed right now. Right on. Yeah. Shit. So I get. That's a, just excited because you're seeing me. I had a dirty. Yeah. Oh, it, that's yeah. actually accurate. Well, that's a different kind of shake, though. So. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 It's more in the inner side. Well, whoa, let's, whoa, yep. let's whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> rewind it back. Let's not kind of like an inner burn, not shake. Yeah, it's inner burn. Yeah. Inner burn. How do I say like the burning of the loins? <laughs> yeah. Is that the what you get like in those novels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The with with the uh, the what, what was the what was the guy's name? The famous guy in the eighties and nineties who was the guy who modeled on Fabio. The, Fabio. Thank Fabio. you, Ooh. Fabio. He he modeled on, hair? on those uh, yes. romance novels. Yeah, with the hair yeah. and. And the pecs. Yeah, that guy. Oh, no, you're bringing... Oh, oh you're bringing I think up. we should. Yeah. What? Well, before before we get into that... So, yeah, I haven't done it yet. So, this, so is, go. this is your second time on the Big Monday Night Show. And 
one of the things that I'm not entirely sure if I asked you the last time, I did go back and look at a little bit of the last time you were on the show, um, but I wasn't sure if we got to this question, and I'm curious. Um, you know, because obviously you grew up kind of um, around the, the premium cigar business a lot, you know, and did you always want to... F- follow in in your father's footsteps did you always want to get into premium tobacco and cigars or did you have maybe a period of time where you thought no i want to be a doctor or a lawyer or uh or something like that did you or did you always was it always cigars for you uh hmm. i would say it was always my dad for me not always cigars i always wanted to work with my dad and uh, working with my dad meant working with cigars. And obviously, as you grew, I grew older. I I liked more and more uh, the manufacturing of uh, tobaccos and of cigars. So yeah, I mean, I always want to work with my dad. I always want to work at the factory. It's a uh, it's like you know, place was like home. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I worked in lumber at uh, some point. My uncle had a a, a big lumber company in Dominican Republic when I was younger. But I always meant to go back and uh, start working with my dad. I did manufacturing. I did distribution in the Dominican Republic. But most of my jobs as a kid had to do with cigars or the factory. As a kid or as a a teenager or, you know, a young adult, which I'm still, I still am. Not that young. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, you know, I grew up uh, when I was eight, nine. I say, I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to be like my dad. Uh, like I'm gonna be a cigar maker like my dad, but I always want to follow my dad's footsteps just because of the person that he is. Yeah. So yeah, I would say yeah. Okay. Now you've also because you've spent so much time in this business and seen every level of it from uh, farming to pre-production to the factory floor sorting you know, all the, all the things that go into making these, these premium hand rolled cigars to bunching, to wrapping, aging product, you know, packaging the whole bit all the way through to the sales, to the retailers, to events and interacting with consumers. What is out of, out of all the parts that you've played a role in, what is your favorite aspect to personally spend time doing in the cigar business? Uh, spending time with my family at home. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> nah, you know, you know what? It, the cigar industry, every single step of the cigar industry is uh, is fun at its own level. I mean, when it comes to the farms, I mean, it's very relaxing. It's very beautiful. I actually, when I started working like 100% uh, uh, with my dad, I think we talked about it. Uh, they, he had me going all over uh, places uh, to Santiago for the tobacco fields. I went to Mexico, the tobacco fields. And that was the first time I actually like fully, fully, fully immersed and exposed to, to tobacco and the growing. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's peaceful. I think it's like everything with cigars and tobacco. It's peaceful. It takes time. It's a place where you can actually uh, lose yourself and relax, right? But there's two things I really, really like uh, about the industry. It's uh, going out and doing events, not large events. I'm not a fan of large events. I'm uh I like more of smaller events, 15, 20 people. We can actually be a little bit more intimate, talk, get to know people, uh, talk a little bit about the company, about the cigars. But only that, just, you know, getting to know the cigar smokers and how they got into uh, cigar smokings. And then, you know, 
trying to sell a sticker to, you know, because yeah. that that's what we do, right? And uh, the manufacturing side is also uh, pretty cool, just because it's one of the few uh, industries that we still, it's still an art form. Like every single cigar is a is a piece of art. It's a work of art. It's handmade, hand rolled. It's the, none of them are the same. So no blend is the same, no cigar is the same. They might be similar, but there's always going to be a differentiation. And uh, but at the same time, it's an it's an industry, it's industrialized, it's it's a process. So you can measure this art, which I find fascinating, because uh, you can break down, you know, go back into trying to fix stuff. Uh, there's so much things that you can measure and work with and play with, not necessarily uh, to make you know a better blend, just to make better cigars, make it more efficient when it comes to production and stuff like that. And that's something that my dad uh, loved to do when he was at the Tabacalera, and it's something that I like uh, very much, which I don't get to do as much because, as uh, we talked about right now, uh, I manufacture my cigars at Tabacalera Palma and then Tabacalera La Isla, so I don't get to you know break down and start uh, changing stuff uh, at my own will. But it was a very very fun uh, part, or it's a very very fun part of uh, the of the industry of the process. Este, but everything has its uh, its fun part. One of the things that you did not mention, and it has to do with sales and uh, and sales of the cigars, is actually receiving people into the Dominican Republic. And I think that would be one of my favorite parts, because uh, the Dominican Republic not only has uh, cigars. We don't only make the best cigars in the world. We have one of the best beaches in the world. Uh, we're a third world country, but I say two and a half because we have beautiful infrastructure. And it, it's such a great way to have people come down, uh, get immersed in, 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 in the factory, in the cigars, in the manufacturing, in the fields. But there's so much that you can learn in those two days when it comes to cigars, right? So what, what I usually like to do is that you spend a, like a day, a day or a day or two uh, when it comes to cigars. And then once I said, you know, you spend your day getting to know the countries, going to the mouth, is going to the beach, always talking about cigars, always talking about the process, always talking about the brand, but in a different level, a more relaxed level. Because at the end of the game, you know, cigars are meant to make you relax, they're meant to make, it's for enjoyment, right? And I think that coming to the Dominican Republic gives you appreciation of a lot of things. It gives you appreciation of, of what goes into making a cigar when you go into the factory. Uh, there's, you know, as you guys know, there's about 300 hands that go through the process from, you know, from seed to farm to manufacturing to selling. Uh, but you also see the amount of people that our industry uh, helps as uh, workers. And then you get to see our country. So you fall in love not only with our cigars, not only with Matilde, but with the country where they're made because the Dominican Republic has so much to offer. And that is a thing that I love to do. I love uh, getting people you know, and showing them uh, factories, tobacco, the process, and uh, the country. And one thing that I've always received uh, when I get somebody or a group that I've never seen a factory before, the first one is cigars should be a lot more expensive yeah. because you actually go know what goes through it, right? You know, the process, you see it. Uh, I mean, I can tell you, I can explain the whole process. And you'll say, okay, yeah, I get it, I get it. No, you don't. You have to be there to actually get it, right? And you get a bigger appreciation of the country. 
And then you have people that have never smoked cigars before because groups always come with one or two that are not cigar smokers. And that's the best reaction that I've always gotten and loved is that, oh, wait, they're unique. It's mm-hmm. actually an art form. It's not it's not mass market. It's not machine. So they, they automatically, if you see a cigar factory and the process that we go through it, you separate them. Premium is premium, period. That's it. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the one of the things I had written for some questions is, and I think you answered it, but kind of expand on it a little more. It's not just for <laughs> not just for um, consumers, you know, the people who buy and enjoy these great cigars, but also for for retailers. How important do you think it is for retailers and also consumers? to take that trip to, to take the time to go to Dominican Republic and, and see this process with their own eyes. I think it's extremely important. You you get a whole different appreciation of our industry. I mean, a whole different appreciation of our industry, maybe Dominican Republic, maybe Nicaragua, maybe Mexico, you know, anywhere you visit a factory, you get a whole different appreciation of, of, of the difficulties of how a how in, I mean how complicated it is to actually make a cigar. Not only that, is keeping the blend consistent year after year. Uh, we were, I talked to it a little bit uh, a lot about in the show with different people that we 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 were compared a lot to wine because of the process of the tobacco goes beforehand. But we don't have a uh, years. I mean, and I said it has to taste the same year for ten years. When you talk about a wine, you have the you know, year two thousand nineteen was a great crop, so on and so forth. So you have those years. And the wines are defined by you know a great year or a bad year. Cigars are not defined like that, and that takes a lot of work. And there's a lot that goes into it. And if uh, people go down and actually see it for themselves, shit, if they just go down and try to roll a freaking cigar. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I uh, when I was at Tabacalera, I, I I became a buncher for about uh, a buncher slash roller for I think it was about eight weeks. That was the toughest shelf I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to make a cigar, which is, you know, perfect. The load is perfectly, uh, perfectly placey and, and wrap and put the wrapper on it. It's hard. It looks easy because these people have been doing it for years and, and that's what makes it look easy, but it's very hard and it's very specialized. So people that come down, they, they'll have a whole different life. It's like, you know, good, a, a, a good comparison, right? You know, people only smoke and they don't retro. Yeah. What? <laughs> Can you repeat? Yes, that? it happened. So people that don't retro, there, there's a whole different world of aromas, of, of flavors that go when you retro, right? So I think the appreciation uh, that you get when you're smoking cigars and you go to the factory, your eyes open as when you only smoke on the mouth or the mouthfeel. And then when you start doing retro. But it just opens a whole different dimension because you have a whole different appreciation of, of our industry and what goes in it. And as you know, the more you know about something, the more you get into it, the more you appreciate it. So I think it's extremely yeah. important. And, and a good time to go is uh, February, which is Pro Cigar. Uh, it's, a, it's a Pro Cigar Festival. It's a week festival where uh, you come down, you get to tour all the factories, you get to tour the fields. You get a, a lot of you get a little bit of everything. Right. Um, I know they're not sponsoring you, but you know, I just have to put it out there. <laughs> no, no, and it's honestly from so many people we know in in the business, whether they're 
brand owners or media who have been to the Pro Cigar Festival say it is an absolutely fantastic, educational, um, just kind of mind-blowing trip where where you get utterly immersed in the world of premium cigars for for about a week. It is beautiful. You learn a lot, you smoke a lot, you drink a lot, and you get back home, you need another week's vacation. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's fun. It's educational and a lot of fun. You get a little bit of everything. So you get the culture and you also get the the cigar culture and the Dominican culture. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great event. And during Pro Cigar, what do you have any, uh, you know, part in it officially or unofficially or what would you during do during that time? I just hang out with the friends. I go to I go to events. So Pro Cigar was founded and my dad's a founding member of Pro Cigar. So uh, my father, uh, as a founding member, is uh, a member. We're members of Pro Cigar uh, forever. Right. But Matilde as a brand is not. So I go, I participate because, for example, Tabacalera Palma is part of Pro Cigar. So when they're doing the tours, I'll be there. I'll meet the, you know, either distributor or retailers that I know. I help out. But it's for me, it's more about getting to see you guys, getting to see the people that go there, getting to meet more people and uh, enjoying. But the day-to-day, usually I'm at the office working and then I go and I I go out and do stuff. If I have people that come down and want to see something else, you know, they come down with me, I'll take them to Tabacalera La Isla because they're not the same thing. They're not members of Pro Cigar. So there's different things that can be done. But for me, it's not Matilde not being part of Pro Cigar. I'm just there for the right to enjoyment and getting to uh, see people and all that. Nice. Yeah. I have a quick question too, because you said Tabacalera La Isla, and that's with Ostos, right? That's down there. And, and that's one of my favorite factories overall like how did that relationship start and, and come into play with with hostos and down there has that been a family thing overall or was that something that you know came over time or how did that come into to the factor we and Ostos, yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh so me and also say as he grew into the industry in the industry also i grew into the industry we uh became uh better friends in college we actually went to the states together for a couple of summers and then uh, we became even closer friends when uh, he was working in Quesada. When we also was working in Quesada at a point, SAG, which is Quesada's distribution company, used to uh, distribute Matilde. So I had a very close connection uh, and a very uh, close work relationship with TJ and, uh, and, and also at the time. And uh, good relationship. He's got a great palate. He comes from a large factory running a small factory, which is awesome because he can put all those quality controls, which he has done into the small factory, which is more controllable. So he gets a lot of, of consistency into uh, the cigars and the blends. Right. And I knew the moment that he said something, uh, set the factory up, I was going to do something with him. I just didn't know what it was going to be. And and then the limited exposure uh, project uh, came along, and it was a perfect project, uh, simply because we do batch productions, right? As batch productions, we can have that production year after year. It's the same blend, just the production is made year after year. And because they're smaller productions, it's not consistent. I thought it would be the great project to start working with Tabacalera La Isla. So that I'm not going to ever do anything else but the limited exposure. Um, but that's what we're doing. Actually, with Osos, I've done a couple of uh, private labels for other distributors, 
And uh, we will be releasing an event cigar, which is only going to be for events. And it also is actually manufacturing for us. Nice. Well, I want to have Justin bring up the big screen here and just show the construction. Mm, and the, I mean, it's and, and this cigar, I have to say this limited exposure that I'm smoking that um, you were so kind to give us a couple of these when we were at the PCA show a couple of weeks ago. And I'm getting something from this cigar that, and, and this really is, there's something in here that's a flavor that's a little different than what your other blends have. And I'm almost getting this sort of, um, it's almost like a bright sort of floral uh, aroma to it uh, that, that really adds to the sweetness and the spice that's also there. Uh, it's, and I don't know if that's just me, you know, uh, for tonight, what it, what I'm getting from it, but, uh, there, there is this sort of, um, yeah, I almost, I, floral is the only word I can come up with right now. That's, that's just, uh, really kind of outside of the box and it's really a nice addition to, like I said, the, the, that, that aged tobacco sweetness and, and the little bit of spice that's there as well. I, I really like it. Yeah, I think that's uh that's a unicorn dust compared uh combined with uh the mm -hmm. whale shrimp that we used uh, mm -hmm. on the glue. Yep. Gives you that uh nice aroma. But yeah, th that, <laughs> that's one of the that's one of the cool things of working with different factories. And it's exactly that. It's that with you can differentiate exactly what comes out of Tabacalera La Isla and what comes out of Tabacalera La Palma. They're very uh, different uh, factories. We do different types of projects. So the, the and you described it perfectly fine. So the, the limited exposure number one is supposed to have that earth, it has a nice floral. It's got a lot of sweetness. It's extremely smooth when it comes to that. There's no like uh, high notes when it comes to, like to pepper or anything like that. It's just nice and smooth. Yeah. And and exactly what you said is what we're looking for. We're looking to differentiate limited exposure from the pores because it is supposed to be a limited a, a limited exposure project. They're not better. They're not worse. They're just different. I mean, I love them all, but, you know, but they're just different. It's just different types of uh, factories. Yeah. Now, are you sourcing your unicorn <laughs> dust from <laughs> organic cage-free unicorns? Mm-mm. <laughs> no, no, they're you're no. like a beauty. Not cage free. Only the shot, Garrett. The cage free, the cage free unicorns are too expensive. I, I'm not there yeah. yet. I mean, yeah. I can't yeah, do organic I, cage I free. Need to talk to I mean, yeah. Sock, sock, I mean, our our to, our tobacco, yes, our tobacco is cage free. Tobacco. You know, it's nice grown outside, but yeah. the unicorn dust is just too expensive. I mean, it's just. I get it. Know, yeah, the you, yeah. You, you get a lot more cost effectiveness if you buy the unicorn dust from the the factory farmed unicorns. Yes, yes, yeah. you know, yep. it's, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. it's just cheaper yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. Now, now the whale sperm. I mean, do you do you harvest that yourself, or do you have a, a company that you know ships that? Yeah, I, I have a pet or a pet orca, <laughs> so I go. You know, I told you I was at the beach. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It just you know. oh. <laughs> oh shit oh, oh that's fantastic oh my god that's one of the i'm gonna so good. i'm gonna cut out that clip, clip and that one. put put that on youtube separately so that's fantastic <laughs> that would be a good <laughs> meme 
should, we should get somebody to animate that. Yeah. Writing this fucking orca in the. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Anyhow. No, but really, we we strive to do different stuff, uh, different things at different factories. I mean, every project that we put out there, uh, it's meant to be enjoyed by every smoker, but uh, you know, for different palettes. And uh, it takes a lot of time for us to develop projects, and because we get behind everything that we do, yeah, it, it, we believe in it. it. We take a lot of pride in uh, manufacturing, blending, and and, and selling the products. And that's why I say I'm a, I'm a little bit biased uh, when it comes to my product. I think, I mean, price quality, you're never gonna get a a better cigar than Matilda. But once again, I'm biased. But I can show you something. I mean, none of my cigars suck. I mean, you're never going to get a bad experience nah. with any of our cigars when it comes to manufacturing or blends. Yeah. None of them are going to be overpowering because we don't like a lot of power. We like a lot of flavor. So right. any of the cigars that you smoke, there's going to be a ton of flavor compared to strength. And it's just going to be nice, enjoyable cigars where you're meant to relax. So that, that's what I believe a cigar should be. Cigar should be a, 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 a tool that's going to help you sit down with a you know nice glass of rum good cigar good conversation or even alone like to introspect or introspection right yeah and uh and just relax and that's what we try to do or promote uh with matilde just you know make it easy and relax now enrique how has your process changed from when you first came out with uh cigars to now um, as far as your blending style, your palate, has that changed much? Has your process changed about how you go about all of this? Where are you at now versus when you first released? Oh, it's changed a lot. Uh, when it comes to blending styles, it has changed because I, I, I do believe in, in, in letting myself be guided by uh, people that know. I, I take advice, right? So when I started working with Hochi, there's a lot of things that changed that, uh, that we weren't doing when we had our own factory. Uh, and there's a lot of things that we stopped doing uh, just because Hochi uh, opened our eyes and told me, yeah, this, you can do it, but actually you're not going to, it's not going to change a lot, right? Este, when it came to actually tweaking with blends and stuff like that, that's something that I do a little bit more liberally to get to try to try to get uh, to the right flavor profile of the cigars. Uh, working with different types of tobacco, when we started with the factory, it was a small factory, so we're sourcing everything uh, as we went, right? Now with Hochi, you have a lot more to work with, so you can actually uh, play around uh, and not even have the price. Just play around and you try trying different blends, just keep on going until you find something, you find something that you like, and then you create the brand or you create the brand and you find something that you like. So you can go both ways. Before we started with what we're looking for, the concept, then we can move on, right? And nowadays, uh, we do it two different ways. Like there's a cigar that will be coming out uh, in the next couple of months, which is a cigar that uh, the brand is created. It has been created for a while. And I know what I'm looking for with that cigar, right? And for that blend. And then there's other cigars like the... The event cigar that we we're talking about is just cigars that we we're playing around with and just trying different stuff. We came around with Peru. I like the Peruvian tobacco because it reminds me of my dad used to work with a lot of Peru. 
and we in integrated that into into um, the many the blending, right? But it's ever changing. I think if you ever stay where you were when it comes to blending, manufacturing, anything, mm. uh, you're going to be stuck. I think you have to keep on evolving and taking advice uh, from you know, from master blenders to the freaking rollers for anybody. I mean, everybody's going to give you advice. So you can twitch a little bit. When it comes yeah. to my palate, uh, I've always been a medium uh, strength full of flavor type of person. That hasn't changed a lot. I do appreciate a, a stronger cigar, but it's not something I would smoke all the time. So when it comes to palate-wise, maybe uh, I go a little bit further away when it comes to uh, the blending, the complexity, and the peaks. I, I wasn't a fan of pepper, and I would like pepper a lot. So your palate evolves yep. as uh, you keep on going. But... Palette-wise, I'm basically around where I was uh, not 10 years ago, but, you know, a couple of years back. Just medium and strength, medium medium plus and strength, just a lot of flavor. And a follow-up question. Do you, <clears throat> I know that you love cigars, and, and um, you're not only smoking your stuff, but do you ever smoke a cigar that's not yours and it inspires you um, and it gets your creative wheels turning? Oh, yeah. I mean, you smoke stuff like, oh, I, I, I wonder uh, what I can do that, you know, that's similar to this. I like this. I like that. Yeah. And you go back and see what's what's in that cigar. And you say, oh, you know, I never tried this before. Let's give that a shot. Yeah. Or I never tried, like, a good example is we, all, we, we never worked with Corojo but up until I uh, started uh, working with Ostos. Mm -hmm. Corojo, and it has just beautiful floral aromas. There's nice sweetness to it. It's nice little pepper at the beginning. Behind it's something we never worked with just because we didn't have that Corojo at the moment that we weren't working with at the, you know, at the time. It wasn't something that was in, in, in Coso. Smoked a cigar like this. Let's try this. I like that floral uh, aroma. And that's where the limited exposure number two comes in. It has a Corojo filler and also has a Corojo wrapper. Yeah. Well, and it's the cigar. It's interesting because one of the things that, that we like a lot about cigars is especially ones like these that are, that are well-made by rollers who know how to, you know, arrange the leaves and, you know, tear the leaves and all the, all the beautiful things that go into it is, you know, arranging the blend so that it, it sort of, it takes you on a journey. You know, it doesn't necessarily taste exactly the same or smell exactly the same throughout. And now the more, the cigar warms up and and it's getting to about the halfway point. Um, the 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 floral notes are still there, but there's just so much of this this sort of smooth sweetness, like sugary brown sugary kind of sweetness behind it. And then, but like you said, Enrique, that retrohale that gives that little bit of spice, little bit of kick. Um, but on the palate, it's it's smooth and and creamy and sweet. I actually yeah. got milk duds from that cigar. Oh, I smoked it. That's oh, a, that, right you on. know what? That, that, that's a good way to explain that sweetness. That's that sweetness that covers the palate straight all the tongue and just keeps it there for a little bit. Yeah. It's like that yeah. caramel of milk duds. Look at yeah. that shit. I didn't want to say that too prematurely. I really wanted you to get into that cigar, but I remember smoking and go this. Yeah. It's all, it's all that sweet. That's creamy sweetness now. Yeah. Yeah. It you know, really it, does. It's interesting. It covers sorry, the ahead. whole. No, it covers this the whole palette. Yeah. It's just, I love and with this rum, that it's just right on the money. Yep. 
Yeah, man. There's there's so many ways to describe a describe uh, what you're experiencing with a cigar, and, and the funny thing is that every single person is different, right? Yeah, it depends on what you eat, depending on what you're exposed to when you were a kid. Because <clears throat> at the end of the game, we have their triggers. It's not like you know you're, you're tasting leather or anything like that. It's just triggers that you know. It's like, yep. oh, you mean it reminds me of this? Oh, it reminds me yep. of that. I remember we talked about in the last show that I I got behold leather, but leather for me is actually the the saddle of the horse, right? Uh, and that smell of the saddle of the horse. That's what I get leather from. But I, and I get it from usually from uh, Maduro's and the Broadleaves, right? Yeah. Uh, but maybe somebody that's never behold ridden a horse is like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, or like me, it's the leather belt that used to beat the shit. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the leather strap that holds the ball gag in yes, place. That, oh, yes, that's, ball, that's, that's what. Uh, Oh. So you're talking about that leather, like with that that piece of iron, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. That'll be another three weeks in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the flat earthers. So, yeah. Oh. So um, I know that the first uh, release for you guys, um, you know, almost ten years ago was uh, the Renaissance. Is that correct? That is very correct. And that that means rebirth, and so Matilde was, um, it was a brand, very long time ago. Uh, the I believe eighteen seventy six. Um, how That's much correct. do you know about? Because I always love seeing some of these old brands, uh, resurrected. Um, how much do you know about the brand from back when it was in its in its uh original days you know do you have any old artwork or boxes or anything like that from back when the the brand was was alive back in the 1870s we do we don't have boxes we have artworks we have uh the original logo the seal of warranty actually our logo comes from the seal of warranty not from the logo we do i have had the logo recreated and uh, modernized not modernized it was redrawn Okay. And the 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 owner of Matilde in 1876, his name was Simeon Mencia, and the logo was this the this beautiful factory, which is still the, the building is still in in Calle de las Rosas, in Santiago, and it said La Matilde Simeon Mencia, and I had the uh, the original logo redrawn that says La Matilde de Jose Cejas, and it's something that uh, that I have there and you know in portfolio just to use at some point. And uh, as I was saying, the, our, our logo comes from the seal of warranty, which is an S. If you look at our logo, it has an S, tobacco, and then it has a woman in the middle, which is Matilde. At that point, it was an S and an M. So Simeon Mencia, Simeon Matilde, right? So you get the S, it's made of tobacco. So it's, it, it represents Simeon, it represents our last name, Sejas, and tobacco is what we deal with. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's our business, our trade. Yeah. And then it's having the M for Matilde. We decided to put Matilde in the middle, which is protected uh, by the tobacco leaves. If you notice, uh, all our lines are female. Right. Or because the, they're descriptors of Matilde. So uh, Renace can't be because it's actually the rebirth, right? But Serena, uh, everything that ends with an A is female, right? Serena, Cuadrata, Oscura. They're all females. Oh. And that's the reason why. I love it. Well, and I know, and and I'm sorry if this is a silly question, but I know that Matilde is, you know, it's it's a woman's name, it, and it's also a, there was a famous song, uh, you know, with that title. But was was that a was there a famous folk character or something with that name? Is that where the the name originally came from? 
Oh, it was a family member. Okay. Family member. I think it was okay. Aunt. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Actually, we have a when we how we came along with Matilde is that uh, we couldn't use our our our, our last name because there's a, the, the trademark Sejas is uh, is out there uh, because there's a Sejas signature. I mean, Dominicana by Jose Sejas. <clears throat> so not being able to use our last name, we wanted to revive something Dominican to pay homage to the country where we live, we were born, we make our cigars. And we had a historian actually looking at different uh, brands, uh, old brands that were uh, no longer existent. And that was a goal. We wouldn't want a brand that was constant. We want a brand that was no longer existent to revive it as a way to pay homage uh, to the Dominican Republic. So we have a full like 30 page uh, book with uh, newspaper clippings, contracts of when Matilde was sold, uh, the solution of Matilde, uh, the logos, the, the, the uh, what do you call it, the, the commercials, everything. Mm. If you look at the limited exposure, uh, Matt, yeah. around that, uh, that design that surrounds it is an element that comes from the, the original uh, Matilde logo. So what I do is that I take different parts of the old Matilde, uh, all the Matilde logo, and I integrate it to uh, the new Matilde. And at some point, there will be a cigar that will have a, the old Matilde logo as a way to honor the actual, you know, Matilde from that time. That's Very something cool. that's in the books. Well, I'm going to put it up to the camera here. My <clears throat> my old eyes are not doing a great job at seeing the. Um, here, let me. There we go. And yeah, so the, the two the two gold uh, rims. Okay, so top and bottom there. Yeah, it's and the, I mean the the gold the stamped gold foil and everything. Um, this this is a cigar also just from a, and honestly all the cigars in your lines the the design, um when when you're because we all know we go to cigar shops and there's there's thousands of different cigars on the shelves, but these just jump off the shelf yeah they do at you um <clears throat> in fact i talked to uh angelo fabroni from founder cigars um right before we went live and he said hey who are you having on the show tonight and i said enrique sejas he's like oh matilde goes great cigars great branding um appreciate that you know <clears throat> and it's it, dude i mean the the branding is gorgeous uh obviously it has a lot of history and thought that that goes into it I appreciate it. And oh yeah, like Matt said it. It does pop on the shelves. It's uh, it's beautiful. So, well, and the history too is something that that we really enjoy learning about from any brands that were resurrected or even brands that are still dormant to this day. Um, there's something about because there are so many. I mean, people forget that there were cigar brands. There were hundreds of thousands of cigar brands there were factories all over the united states factories all over dominican republic and cuba and nicaragua and and so many of this history is slowly be disappearing and it's so yep. wonderful to see families like yours and others that are um that respect the history that that uh that really built the industry that we love so much I think so. I think it's important to pay homage to where you're from and, and respect, you know, I mean, I was born and raised to, to show respect to elders, minors or whoever, just, you know, treat people as you want to be treated. 
and uh, to pay homage. I mean, you pay homage to where you're from, to the people. You have to be appreciative of of what you have and 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 where you're from. So, I and think you know, uh, you know that's something that we do. I think everything. Everybody did that a little bit more. I think you know we'll be a, a better place. You know, here me talking as a hippie or yeah. as a flat worlder, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, we as Americans. Um, we really miss the mark on on that part of the history. Not only the history, but paying homage yeah. and tradition. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, things need to change and evolve, and and that's great. But you know how we treat our seniors, how we look at history and treat history here is just really sad. And that's one of the things I love about the cigar industry, especially history that's not our own. Oh my gosh. You know, that, and that's one of the things with cigars is that that's because that's, that's not my history. Right. I don't have family history in the cigar business, Yep. but it's, it's always been fascinating to me. Every chance I get to learn something about some, whether it's an old brand or a family that's been in the tobacco business for m multiple generations. Um, I just love learning from those people because there's meaning behind those stories absolutely um and you know at the end of the day you know the we're talking about leaves rolled up into a tube that we light on fire but there's there's a there's something deeper to it yep. and that's and it's almost it's almost something that we can't it's i don't want to get too off the charts here but it's almost something that we can't put into words for me, for me, at least, you know, because like you said, Enrique, whether you're with friends and family and enjoying great conversation and cigars and beverages, or if you're by yourself, just reflecting on your life and having an introspective moment, there's something that that cigar brings to that moment that the moment wouldn't be as deep and meaningful without it. Yeah. I was I was sitting in a cigar shop with Enrique and Adrian Acosta, and they were talking about you know the rich history of, of the Dominican and their families that have been part of tobacco for you know generations. And I'm sitting there like I'm a fifth generation alcoholic. What <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, two very different things. And I just that's one of the things that I love about really. Um, you know, talking like to people like Enrique and going down to the Dominican or, and seeing that rich culture. Yeah. You know, it is, it is wonderful to observe and see. It's awesome. You got to go. Yeah. You know, what, one person that, uh, I don't know him very well, but I've had to talk to him a couple of times. I'm sure you've talked to him a lot more uh, that does that very well. And, and I love his brand and his branding for it is uh, Digmi Lilo from Foundations. Mm. Every single cigar that he has is a homage to something in history, which uh, I got to talk to him at. I forgot what event it was. There you go. I, I, I forgot what event cigar. it was. I literally just and he to went on talking pumpkin. about uh, pyramids of the cigars. And I was like, oh, my sh shit and Lord. I mean, <laughs> wow. And he's in, not in a bad way, but in, in, a, you know, in an impressed way. And, 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 and I follow uh, Foundation as a brand, and I love it because everything he comes out, there's a history behind it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. No, I love that. I love and, and, here's, and, and, and here is me, Enrique Sayas from Matilda Cigars, that, you know, how about that cigar talking about somebody else's cigar because of that? 
So, yeah. you know, it, it works both ways. It, it helps yeah. promote the brand, but at the same time, it gives you a little bit of culture and, and, and it honors something else that the same thing as he's doing like from Nicaragua, I'm doing for the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Well, now we're going to look forward a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna mm, try to ooh, see into the future. Talking about some new new. So, I I know that there's some big there's some milestones that will be celebrated in in the year 2024. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to be turning 40 years old in 2024. And yep. also, if I'm not mistaken, the brand as we know it today, Matilde Cigars, will be turning 10 years old. That is correct. So. Uh, can we expect a celebratory item to we'll be celebrating okay. <laughs> we will be celebrating we okay. will be celebrating a lot of things uh, 2024 is a year to celebrate uh, a lot uh, we're going to celebrate family we're going to celebrate matilde we're going to celebrate myself uh, there's are we talking about it there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out uh, uh with matilde when it comes to the branding structure as well it's to, so it's going to be an interesting uh, 2024 and 2025. It's already on the works. But yeah, you should expect uh, different things. Our core is going to keep as they are. So our core Matilde, there's nothing that's going to change there. I think as we were talking about it, it is a, it's a beautiful brand. It, it's represented as supposed to be represented. Uh, I believe it's palette-wise and, and, and branding-wise. There, there's not much to change. Uh, when it comes to our core, uh, there's going to be kind of little stuff, but nothing that's going to change like, the core of it. But uh, we will be celebrating. I can tell you that we're going to be celebrating a lot of things uh, coming uh, next year. You're so a PCA's very be good, fun. very good politician. <laughs> can can you feed the baby birds a little bit more? Can you can you can you give us? Can you tease some us scraps a little, off just, the table? Just we just something. want some scraps. <laughs> just something, man. These guys are digging hard. They're digging hard, Enrique. So, uh, I mean, we, you have to celebrate 10 years from Matilde, right? right. Yes. So that's going to be 10 years from Matilde. That's coming out. Uh, 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 that's something you have to celebrate. And uh, and 40 years is a milestone. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to celebrate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. And then there's something very special dear to my heart that we will be celebrating in 2024. And uh, we will uh, start talking about it uh, in, a, you know, in a month or two. Uh, but it's a project that as it's part of Matilde, but it's not Matilde. And Ooh. it's uh, it's something I've been working in for a long time. And it's just dear to, dear to the heart. The year to the heart it's going to be a fun project it's been a fun project uh it's one of those projects that the branding was already there and the cigars in the making so that's going to be something to look forward to in uh 2024 when it comes to matilde we will have a couple of new things coming out and that will include a anniversary or a decade uh cigar that i can tell you uh for sure awesome Awesome. Awesome. And, and uh, you know what, by the way, you said I'm a great politician, but, uh, I come from a family of politicians. My grandfather was a politician. <laughs> My grandfather was, uh, I think it was, a he was, uh, the mayor of La Romana, like for three or four terms. Oh, and wow. my uncle was a Senator for a long time too. And a governor. Yeah. So 
I'm not a politician. I, I make cigars. My dad, yeah. you know, skipped that also and he makes cigars, but I guess I get a little bit on the blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and for, uh, Tony, for Tony, the, uh, the question was, uh, where can we find uh, Matilde cigars? So I put the link in the comments for both Facebook viewers and YouTube viewers. Uh, where you can uh, go right to the Matilde Cigars website and find the retailer nearest you. And if there's not a retailer next to you, talk to your local shops. And that's right. got the Especially, connections, get them in there. Yeah. If you yep. know a boutique shop that, that takes on boutique brands, yeah, uh, please talk to the retailer. Um, th that is a much stronger message uh, when a consumer comes and says, hey, I really want to try the cigar or I've tried the cigar. I love it. I would love for you to carry it. That means that they have at least one customer. Um, and uh, yeah, <clears throat> please do it. That's always a great push uh, for, uh, for our brands. And also if you have any questions, just email customer service at matillacigars.com. Uh, we are pretty good at answering and uh, or, or for consumers that reach out is they we're very open uh, and very communicative when it comes to that good retail bad uh, good feedback bad feedback i'm actually a huge fan of bad feedback because you really can't get any better if you don't get that bad feedback that's right and i, I mean cigars great cigars great but if you have a cigar that's burning bad like i i literally just uh received uh feedback uh two days ago uh we were having some issues with uh, in canada with our plain packaging bands I guess we, we the factory was putting a little bit too much glue, and the plain packaging band was uh, breaking the wrapper off. Mm. I had no idea what was happening. Right away, I got that feedback. I it was it was relayed to me, mm. and right away, you, you it's a simple fix. But if you don't know what's happening, yep. you can't really figure it out. Yep. So customer service at Matilda Cigars. Anything, any feedback, any questions, you can send an email there. Instagram Matilda Cigars. Facebook, Matilda Cigars, we're very good at answering and relaying feedback to where it's supposed to be. If they, I'm on it uh, a lot of the time, if not somebody else is on it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Texas, we love to talk. Uh, we love to you know give information out, anything you guys need. Love it. So, Garrett, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is it time? Oh. You, yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Yes. I don't think he's sure. I don't think he's. I, 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 I don't think he's here today. He's are, he's got too much coffee in the brain. So Garrett. Mm -hmm. Garrett. Is it, is it time? Garrett. It is time. All right, guys. It is now time for this week's numero de los muertos. As always, numero. <laughs> I gotta stop a second. Justin actually hit the "How long are you gonna talk?" button on the, and that was like perfect. It was. That was that was great. <laughs> Almost spit my All right. water out. Numero de los Muertos brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. Smoke In? What's that? It's it's our sponsor. Oh, Cigar of the Month Club? Like Cigar it of the Month Club, wow. exactly. <laughs> Honesty Beer with the Goat to tell you about Smoke In's Cigar of the Month Club. Every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. Another great feature is our double down club with a simple check mark. You can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Every month, there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, you can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. We've made it super simple. All you got to do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. 
If it's green, you're active. You want to take a break going out of town? Simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. We get this stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. All delivered to your door for $34.95. Five great reasons on what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. All right. Numero de los Muertos, episode 208. Hit us with it, Garrett. What do you have for us? All right. On average, <laughs> in the United States, 480 people die each year. Here, it sends about 350,000 people to the ER. It's a place? So we're, we're looking for a place yeah. in the United States. So every year, on average, 480 people yep. die from die. the and oh, how many to the ER? 350,000. Holy. So we're looking for a cause and a place. Yeah. All right. As always, viewers, if you have guesses. <laughs> the hospital. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> David Floyd. Drop. Ah, drop the That's mic. Drop. That's, yeah. It is, <laughs> it is not texting while driving. I have yet to do that one. Four hundred and eight people, thirty-five thousand, and also three hundred and fifty thousand. All right. Um, are animals involved? Animals are not involved. Is drinking involved? Not unnecessarily. Could be, yeah. I mean, people do dumb things while drinking, and that could be a factor. I are, just don't have the statistics. Are vehicles involved? Vehicles are not involved. Is it a workplace accident? For some, it is. Ooh. Is eating involved? It is adjacent. Ooh. Is it McDonald's? <laughs> not food poisoning. Not eating McDonald's? Not, nope, not fast food. Uh, not farm accidents. The beach. Uh, not the beach. Cho choking on food? Nope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Does it have a small opening window? Oh, oh not three times. Yeah. Ooh. Now we're going somewhere. No. no. Secret knock. Ah, yeah. No. Come on. I want the secret no. knock. It's not. It's not underground clubs. Is it on land? Yes. <sighs> it's food. In what part of, In what part of the states is it? So it's not a specific geographical location. Oh. oh, so it's like a place of some sort. Right. Okay. <clears throat> With a building. Yes. Okay. Is it a is it a particular brand of restaurant? No. Are restaurants involved? They are sometimes. Sometimes. Are skyscrapers involved? Not no. necessarily. No. Does it have anything to do with shopping malls? No. Run over by food trucks? Not. Oh, that's a good guess. Trucks. I love it. Food trucks. That'd that's good. Go. go get your food and you get ran over. <laughs> hey, if the food's good, hey. it's a good way to go. So. Um, 350,000 people is a lot of hospital. Yeah. yeah it has to happen very commonly. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, so you said no to food poisoning, right? Correct. The shower, showering. <clears throat> nope. I like it though. They run over by ice cream trucks. N not run over. Oh, okay. Um, 
eating while driving. Oh, eating Ooh, while driving. That's good. No. Uh-huh. Ooh. Hmm. Is it related to the drive-through window? No. Has anything been closed? No, not really. <laughs> Can you give us another? Here's another teaser. Another okay. morsel. So we know that another sprinkling of unicorn dust. So we know that yes. restaurants can be involved. Okay. Uh, but it can also be involved other places. That's not much of a hint. And we know it's food adjacent. Okay. Eating the Minnesota movie theaters. No. What about eating the food from the Minnesota State Fair? No. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, Are sports involved? No. Hmm. What do you got, Enrique? What is live entertainment involved? No. Hmm. No? Well, nothing's fucking involved. Are people involved? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you. Well, I'm like, what the hell is yeah. uh, at least 351,000 people are involved. Is this, is this an accident? Yes, it is an accident. Is it an activity? <laughs> Um, you could consider it an activity. What about microwave oven accidents? No, not um, microwave accidents. Since we're talking about whales. Drowning in whale sperm while trying to mix with unicorn dust. That's a good one. Well, that is, I mean. You, never, uh, you know, it, it goes with the show. Yeah. Uh, yep. that, we never mix them together. Oh. I mean, unicorn dust goes on the front. The whale sperm goes to, you know. <laughs> on the back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what does a restaurant and a home have in common a kitchen kitchen kitchen, okay. kitchen explosion gas mm. leak not quite um, knives catching a on blender. fire while cooking in a kitchen yes kitchen yes! fire fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> kitchen fire <laughs> is it really kitchen fire kitchen fires that really kills 480 people a year yep and injures 350,000 wow shit. that's amazing yeah yeah i mean you people should learn how to cook in the states for thank God's you sake, right yeah that's not is this, is it on gas stoves usually or, or is it i didn't electric? uh i didn't see that but uh obviously yeah. you know uh oil that, fire. that's like a one percent right you're like 300 like what are you, are you three three yeah, 380 million <laughs> yeah 380 Plus yep. less than 1%. Yep. It's a lot. Still. Every 100 people. You know, just be careful in the kitchen. Well, you know what's m- more important for home cooks in the U.S. to start doing? Putting seasoning on Putting food? seasoning in their food. Yeah, white people actually using, wake up. Actually using spices and seasoning. White people wake up. You know. That yeah. You know, I was, uh, I was having, uh, I, I love Indian food. I mean, I, I, I adore it. Anytime I go to the States. Yeah, it's actually I stop, we went to dinner. In New York. Or, I mean, it's anytime I go to the States, I have to stop in any place because we don't get any here in the Dominican Republic. And I, I like to cook and I bought some Indian food, Indian books. And I was having dinner uh, with our Canadian distributors uh, in Vegas. And I was talking about how I have the Indian books, but I never got around to buying the spices or anything like that. And, and think about people paying attention and, and, and doing something that is very simple, but means a lot. The, uh, the 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 president uh, of the distribution company gives me a text right about two days ago. Like, okay, what's your uh, address? Like, I mean, what what do you want? I mean, depending, you know, I have different <laughs> addresses for different things, right? But what are you looking for? And uh, he's like, I want to send you something. So I give him my PO in the United States because that way it'll get a. Lo- I send something to the PO of the states and comes back to the Dominican Republic. 
I'll get it a lot quicker than it actually goes to the mailbox in the Maker Republic, oh, like a postal service, right? Interesting. If, okay. if I get it. And so he's sending me, he says, like, we, we have a huge Indian culture in, in Canada. And he bought a whole bunch of Indian spices, which I don't get in the Dominican Republic. So I can actually, you know, use this Indian cooking books and all the shit that I have that I never, never used because of it. And it's something that just made my freaking day. It was like, wow, that's, this is just a, such a small thing. Yeah. So it means makes, something so big for somebody, right? That's awesome. So, so you're on to making some like Dominican style curry now? Is that what I'm hearing? No, mm-hmm. fuck that Indian style shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I cook enough Dominican. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Uh, we went to an Indian restaurant in New York and uh, we ordered it very spicy, right? Uh, yeah. A couple of the dishes and we, we shared it amongst ourselves. And uh, um, Adrian does not do a whole lot of spice. <laughs> that Dominican turned red, and it, oh, it was yeah. it was glorious. Yeah. Uh, well, you and you like over the top levels of spice. I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we talked about it. I I, I I went to India like for for a couple of weeks for weddings, mm-hmm. and everything was spicy. We go from the breakfast to dinner, and I loved it. But I ended up walking like you know if I ride a saddle for. Ten months, <laughs> I just open, you know, because how it came in, it went out, right? So I was like, "Shit, this is so good!" But oh, it's so painful. Came <laughs> to a point, and I came back home, and I was smelling like curry. My yeah. my parents are like, "What the fuck?" Like, eh, I've been eating curry for the past yeah. two and a half weeks. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, you are what you eat. Time. Yeah, that's and right. that's where and and that and that's why tobacco plants are so different, different places. You are what you eat. Different microclimates, different soils, same seed, different plants. You know, we come back to cigars and tobacco. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. So for the tenth anniversary, I'm thinking we need like some kind of curry, curry. cigar. Yeah. From the <laughs> curry. Yeah. yeah. Green curry goat cigar. Yes. yes. Mm. I think my dad would love that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he'd totally love. That. Love, love, love. You know, my, my dad's—he's he, not a traditionalist. He's always experimented with like anything he could find, but he's very traditional when it comes to you know what you use for tobacco. When it comes to leaves and trying different shit, I mean, oh that lancero, yeah. If if you uh, Tony, you can get—we uh, don't have lanceros. We have uh, limited exposure. We have lawn sales, forty-two by six. And we did have at one point a Renacer Lancero. It was my dad's 40th year in the industry, and we had a 40 ring gauge by seven and a 40 box count. Whoa. That was a long time ago. It was 2014. If you ever find any of those, viejo, uh, pick them up. You're gonna love them. Just beautiful cigar. Do you know? Do, do you know where anyone could get some? <laughs> my humidor. <laughs> I'm booking my flight. All right, we'll book flights to come visit you tomorrow. Uh, have some curry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. We're going to get it right. We got this. Justin's on the struggle button. Justin's on the du- yes. double buttons. Double buttons double all button. night. I, I, yeah. I got, well, yeah, they're not, yeah. Oh, He's got thick fingers. It's not his fault. Yes. Yeah, right. yes. yes. You know, that's, that's I was excited that... to push the button. <laughs> well, I'm always excited I'm to find the button. Always excited. Anytime I can find the button. Oh. All right. <laughs> let's get into <laughs> this week. Let's, let's get into the lightning round. 
uh, brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's fa uh, oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right, so the last time we had you on the show, we had some of our most popular lightning round questions, but we're going to dive deep into the B-sides of the uh, the lightning round questions. So um, let's go with, okay, if you were suddenly a billionaire, mm. what would be the first unnecessary thing that you would spend some money on. The first unnecessary thing I would spend some money on. Yeah, after you bought the house, you saved you the whale, paid paid for everything. Everything was paid off. You made sure your kids and your family was taken care of for life. Everything's good to go, and you gave money to charity and saved the whales and the rainforest and all that stuff. Then the first thing that you splurge on that you that's that's completely impractical and unnecessary, but you say, you know what, I'm a billionaire. Screw it, I'm gonna buy it. Fuck it. Yeah, that's buy right. A fucking island. There, love there you go. Yes. yes. Buy a fucking island. Yes. It's a huge island with killer whales everywhere surrounding it. Yeah. I already have. I already have one. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I would buy an island. I've always wanted to have an island. I have no no idea why, but uh, I actually like solitude. I tell you a story when uh, we moved the factory to move our production to Tabacalera Palma. We have that uh, mountain cabin about forty five yeah. minutes away, and I moved here for like for three months. And at that time, we had no internet. I mean, it was literally uncommunicated in the mountains, and uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not. For everybody, it's not for every single time, but you know, disappearing, no cell phone, no anything, no signal for you know a week or two, it's not a bad thing. I think oh. it uh, rejuvenates you. So buy a big <sighs> fucking island and use it two or three times a year. Yeah, but it. then the rest just keep it there just because you know. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. So <clears throat> when you were a teenager, who was your biggest celebrity? crush you know a celebrity on tv or the movies that you were just absolutely in love with jenna jameson <laughs> i mean i don't know i mean i have no idea what, who that is what is that? i don't i don't know who you're talking about i've never oh, i've actually never heard that name before what you guys remember when you you had to dial up and you had to wait like five <laughs> days to dial three minutes come on and somebody called your fucking phone line and it came out. No. You know. Ah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I I I, yeah. I maintain my answer that I have no idea who you're talking about. Despite that's you my story, that's my story and I'm sticking hey, to it. It's your story. Oh. Yeah, that's why you guys both laughed like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Drew Barrymore. Drew, I, I was never really into Drew Barrymore. I mean, mm. she's. I think she's talented. I think she's. You know. I think. I don't know. I just. But Drew Barrymore isn't Drew Barrymore the girl from like the Fifty Dates, Fifty First Dates. Yeah. 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 
Okay. Yeah. Charlie's Angels? I don't know. It's yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Never really my thing. Yeah, I guess. everybody's got their thing, you know. I, I can't hate. I'm not hating. Well, yeah, besides Zabio, like you had, uh, what was a uh, Beal? Uh, Jessica Beal? Jessica Beal? Yeah. She was uh, one of my fucking body was killer, right? Yeah. But That's, yeah. Uh, Justin Timberlake. I think, I, I, is it really? Yeah, she's really? married to Justin Timberlake. Look at that shit. Yeah. I, I, but I stick to my first answer. Good for honestly. both of them. <laughs> yeah. That's a hot couple. <laughs> you like Justin? Garrett? I mean, you're you're Justin? Likes me. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Justin yeah. Timberlake is a very talented man, I'm sure, in many areas. <laughs> but are you dreaming about this shit tonight? I think he is. I'm saying that's a hot couple. Do you need pretty a, is pretty. Well, do you need a minute? There? I'll be right back. You yeah, need a, <laughs> yeah. well, he's gonna go get some. Uh, could he come pay a visit to your whale? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, love is love. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, oh, this. Okay. All right. If you could bring back any fashion trend from the past, what would it be? Any fashion trend from the past? You know those eighty Hawaiian shirts, print shirts that people used, oh, like yeah. the one I'm using right now. Yeah, I'm trying to bring it back. Hey, you're bringing hey, sexy back. Hey, I'm wearing it right now. It's got the HBTC <laughs> logo on it, but yeah. it's yeah, you know, it's it's festive, it's comfortable. He brought sexy. I back. think that I think uh, those Hawaiian shirts, like you know, those short sleeve uh, shirts at that time, yeah, I think uh, I like them. I like that. Uh, yes, the Magnum Ti shirts. Yeah, I would yeah. say like the the dapper look, like that uh, Madman look, it would be pretty cool, but not for the Caribbean. I mean, that's oh, something yes. I want to bring back because I'd be fucking burning. Exactly. Yeah. I like it, but it's not something I, I would love. Everybody likes to wear, like, you know, short sleeve Hawaiian shirts or print yeah. shirts. As yeah. As stupid as that. that. That's what? That's 80s? Yeah. Or that's 60s? Well, 70s, 70s and 80s. 70s and 80s, I think. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I'd say I agree with you when you said about you know, madman, you know, the perfectly tailored suits and yeah. skinny ties and all that. I mean, if I could, if I could, if I could make that look good, I would wear it. And I, and I had the the scratch to, you know, put together a wardrobe like that. I would wear that every day. So like my, Michael Herklotz style. Like, her, like yeah. Herklotz. Yeah. I was literally, gonna, I was literally going to say like Herklotz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all there. And uh, I would be more twenties. Twenties. Um, yeah. Uh, 20s like gangster twenties, like Al Capone yeah. shit. Yeah, and like uh, Peaky Blinders. Oh, um, yeah. oh, that's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it's kind—it's of, kind of the same suits, like the three-type suit. But he had like the 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 the, the, the pants were that weren't that skinny. Everything was a little bit looser, Correct. right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Would you, you would you use like the blade on the hat as well? Like, I mean, sometimes you just got to cut a bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's best. Watch out, Jessica Beale. He's coming from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the uh, get get the security gates locked. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. I'm coming for you. I don't know. He might go after Justin Timberlake first, and then if she's still available, actually Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, his wife. I I don't know who he's married to. Have you seen Suits? I've seen Suits. Jessica, the the. The lead? She yeah. he's married to her? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. Yeah. Who's that? Who's that? Have you seen Suits? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Jessica, the lead partner. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne is married to to her, and I can't believe I can't think of her name right now. Um, but she was also in Firefly. She's, she's beautiful. Um, oh, she was in Firefly, and that's where I fell in love with her. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, was a Lawrence Fishburne's married. Yeah, Lucky Matrix. Yep, Morpheus. Morpheus. I mean, what are you gonna do? He's what are you gonna? I know. Is He's, it Megan? Markle, Sarah. No, Megan Markle was Amanda, in Suits. Amanda, she'll delete or Catherine, the black woman. Oh, okay. is it Markle Markle like the princess? Mary Princess. Yeah, she's, uh, she's a princess now. So, so, so. Gina Torres. Gina Torres. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Rafferty Gina Torres, actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now let's jump into this week's notable smokables. Brought to us by our friends at Luciano Cigars. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. Uh, so, Enrique, you remember this. Last time you were on the show, every week we name a cigar that we smoked recently that is notable to us. Now, this could be a cigar that we smoked for the first time in a long time that's been on the market for decades. Uh, or it could be a cigar that's brand new to the market that we smoked for the first time ever. Obviously, you're smoking mostly your own stuff, but we know you do smoke other people's cigars from time to time. Is there something you smoked recently that really stood out to you? I uh, that was in my office, and I found a a Padron anniversary, 1964. Mm. I had to be lying there for at least four years, five years. And I smoked that uh, while in the office, and uh, it was a fucking great cigar. It is a great cigar. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Padron. It's fucking Padron. It's fucking Padron. What are you yep. going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, Garrett, what about you? Um, so I got, you know, our booth was right next to LFD, and uh, Carney is just Carney. He's awesome, um, and gave me some uh, Solis. And um, let those rest. I didn't want to smoke it on the show floor because yeah. it's Vegas. And uh, I had one last night, and it curled my toes. That's a good cigar. It's a great cigar. I enjoy that one. Yeah. I had to try it. I haven't tried it. Oh man, I have to go. Uh, I have to go uh, raid uh, Tony. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just say, hey, Tony. Just give me. Come on. Solis. T money. Yeah. yeah Solis. So so good. Mm, for me. Um, the Rodriguez Primera class. I had one of those. Oh, yeah, week. yeah. I go back to that. I boxed those that I got a while back and kind of in the rotation. And I, I, I like the Rodriguez stuff. So nice. From Key West. So mine is, uh, and I hate to cheat this way, but I'm I'm going to just because it really stood out to me. So Man. when I was at the PCA trade show, I was very fortunate uh, at the Casa 1910 booth. We ran into Indiana Ortez. Uh, it was great to see her because I hadn't seen her in a while. And, you know, we, we gave each other a big hug and she she handed me a couple cigars and she said, here, I want you to smoke these and tell me what you think of them. And they're pre-release cigars because she's working on um, hard at work, uh, getting her own brand going. And so this was a Casa Ortez pre-release. It was a 5 by 46 box press cigar. Ooh. Nice dark wrapper on it. And last week, um, you know, the people at Smoke In have this Smoke In social uh, where they, you know, people just get online. It was started during COVID so people could hang out together and smoke cigars and talk. Uh, but it's continued 
going even even now that the world's open again and every once in a while they have a brand owner come on to talk about their brand and i just happened to see that day that uh, ironically we just mentioned his name that michael herklotz from ferry otego was going to be on to talk about ferry otego um and i didn't have any of the ferry otego cigars on hand to smoke while i was just honestly and i just sat there for the most part just listening to michael talk uh, but I saw this pre-release uh, and I thought, oh, I'm going to smoke this cigar because I can just while I'm listening to other people talk, I can really focus on the cigar and what I'm tasting and smelling and all that. It was a really nice little blend. Mm -hmm. So if that's something that's going to be coming out from from Casa Ortez, just watch out because I think she's really got something dialed in with that particular little blend. I'm jelly. Yeah. Sorry. I'm jelly. Yeah. It was, uh, it was on the keep QT. in mind Garrett keep in mind he said she gave him a couple yes they were all different they were all different so they're uh, different see how you fix it he doesn't want to give you one yeah <laughs> yeah hey, don't be mad Garrett. i didn't go on either yeah oh, i love how matt's eyes matt, matt your eyes are going like we you had a moment we know we had a moment we know each other mm. we're friends and mm. she she was just like, "Hey, just." I know. I'm just trying to look. Your no, I know. I, yes, I don't. But hey, bust my balls. I, I, I deserve it. Honestly, it's okay. And I want to know. So, Skip, that uh, Fuente Rare Pink that you smoked was that the latest release? Because I, um, I think I smoked one or two when it originally came out, and I've been sitting on the rest since. And I've got, I've got one in every size in the first offering, um, and I'm sitting on them. I think, and I, I'm sorry if I'm wrong about this. As far as I'm aware, the Rare Pink is going to be a yearly release where every year when they release it, yep. it and just like before, all those proceeds are going to go to breast cancer, breast cancer research. research. Yep. Um, but as far as I'm aware, the blend is staying the same. That's what I thought. I believe. A year ago. Um, a year ago. So, yeah, and I, I think that's also a good and isn't it cigar. basically the Hemingway with just a different wrapper? I can't. I I don't even want to speak to that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. if that's the case or not. I know it follows the the Hemingway size pattern, but I don't know about yeah, the blend. I I honestly can't can't say for sure. Um, hearsay. Hearsay. Objection. Uh, yep. Withdrawn. <laughs> Withdrawn. Withdrawn. All right. So that was this week's notable smokables, brought to you by Luciano Cigars, improving lives through fine cigars. Visit LucianoCigars.com to learn more. So, coming attractions. Mm. This is a big one. Mm. Uh, coming attractions brought to us by A.J. Fernandez. Born and raised in Cuba, A.J. Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. All right, guys, next week on the 31st. What do we got? What do we got? We have the fourth annual installment of the Cigar Industry Hive Mind. We have Skip Martin from Roma Craft. Mm. We have Abe DeBabna from Smoke In. Oh, what? yeah. We have Charlie Minato from Half Wheel. Ooh. And we have John McTavish from Developing Palace. The, the, same, the same people we've had on every single Industry Hive Mind. We're getting the band back together one of our uh, just 
it's one of the shows it, it's it's one of my favorites pack a lunch yep and you know have plenty of beverages on hand and cigars yep. ready to be fired up because these shows are always very long yep and very detailed uh in heated the inner at times. heated at times uh but we get into some of the deep dive inside baseball stuff about the premium cigar and, and industry. hopefully john you know can get some words in here and hopefully john mctavish can actually get a word in. <laughs> yes because <laughs> he's so nice he's the canadian he's super nice he doesn't want to interrupt sorry excuse sorry. me excuse me sorry. Yeah. sorry yeah so uh enrique first of all thank you so much yeah, my brother for being on episode 208 of how about that cigar live this my pleasure and honor to be with you guys. I love sharing and talking cigars and everything in life with you guys. You yes, make it thank easy. You so much. Oh, we, thank we you. appreciate that. You make it easy, my friend. Yeah. So if you would, please tell our viewers and listeners, uh, where is the best place for them to find out everything about Matilde cigars? Uh, www.matildacigars.com. You can find anything on our website and our social feeds are Matilda cigars, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, I think that's it. That's what we have. Fantastic. Yeah, awesome. And as I said, any questions, you want to go direct, customer service at matillacigars.com. Awesome. Thank you, my brother. Really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Hang thank out you, in the guys. room, and we'll be right with you. All right. Viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being the absolute best part of how about that cigar live we are so grateful to you guys for watching and listening uh if you have any questions for us please email us on the website howaboutthatcigar.com be sure on all our social medias so whether that's youtube facebook instagram uh and especially on youtube and facebook if you're watching us on youtube just like you see on the screen Smash right now click on that like and subscribe button because that helps us out a ton and make sure to follow us on Facebook and, and uh, so you don't miss any time that we go live. Mm -hmm. um, I already mentioned the email thing. Yep. Uh, you'll find us on all your favorite social media platforms at HBT cigar. And of course, guys, until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thanks everybody. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium cigars.